0: Welcome to All in Texas Football. I'm Bobby Byrd, your host, joined uh, by Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. It's our weekly segment called the Recruiting Breakdown. Uh, Jerry and Justin know what's up and what's going on. Longhorns heading into this weekend with a number of high school players that are only going to be juniors that will be on campus. They had a number of guys show up that they just recruited. Uh, I think 11 or 12 new guys. I want to ask Jerry and Justin who they think might contribute. Uh, and then also, it's a big recruiting month for at, in total for Texas with 40 plus players set to go uh, this coming uh, month uh, in June. Uh, let's start, guys, with the, the guys that just showed up uh, on campus over the weekend. I want to give you all one last chance before they actually start taking part in workouts to give me the one guy that just showed up this week of the 11 or 12, whatever it is, and can't. You can't choose any either of the uh, portal guys who you think might be a, a factor this season for the Longhorns.
1: Justin, Jerry, whoever wants to go first.
2: Jerry, go first.
1: Well, I think they're going to get Derek Williams on the field. It's just how quickly he gets on the field. I don't Good think ball. he's being—I don't think he's being looked at as a guy who's going to be in Austin four years. All right, I mean, not the way they talk about him. Um, so he's a guy. But a lot of that's going to depend on the health of Jalen Catalan and and the safety position. But I could see him playing some special teams, getting in some games early on um, because they're just so high on him. I mean, you know, after that, I mean, Ryan Niblett needs time. Samaje Burrell, if he'd have been an early enrollee, I think would have factored in. But now I I just don't see that. If he does – if one of a guy like that jumps into the mix, that means they've got a real player in my estimation. If somebody – from this class jumps in and actually uh, gets into a two deep, then they have themselves a real player. That's the way I look at it if you're not early enrollee. I I agree. Justin? Jerry, I'll give you one. How about Jelani McDonald
2: in a purely special teams role where he plays on three or four different sets of coverages. He does so many different things from punt – you know, not necessarily kick return, punt return, but punt block, gunner, things of that sort – because Jelani can do so many things really well, you know. You took, you stole my thunder when you took the Raptor, uh, Derek Williams. He's the he'll enter day one as the best pure athlete. I feel like uh, in that safety room, but uh, don't 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 get it twisted. Jelani McDonald can do a little bit of everything, and watch him find a niche on special teams and wind up being an impact guy.
1: Yeah, I, I him or Derek Williams, I could see in the special teams role for sure. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna
0: push you guys. Still, I mentioned this last week or I week know. before last. Spencer Shannon as a third tight end. They need yeah, a big guy, and playing. I don't know if y'all saw the pictures. He he looks like he's well put together for
1: his size. Uh, arriving on campus. Well, he looks like a guy that can put on 15 pounds in two months, too. Yeah, uh, that's the way he looks like to me. So I, I think he's gonna fill out relatively quickly, uh, and I think that's gonna help him. And, and like you said, that's a position of need. And Jerry, it's
2: not, it's not a bad thing that Spencer Shannon's little brother's 2026 tied in Owen Shannon yeah. spitting image, same frame, same body, man. You, you talk about some athletes that came out of modern day with that family. I think Shannon will fit in just fine. Jerry, you want to say thanks to our sponsor today?
1: Yep. Yep. Thank you to our uh, newest sponsor of the recruiting roundup. That's chase Yarbrough of goosehead insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from. But Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase Yarborough at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. Again, that's Chase Yarborough of Goosehead insurance uh thank you for being a sponsor of the recruiting breakdown
0: jerry i want to stick with you i I asked uh justin this question on monday morning so i want to talk to you the first official visitor for this uh Mm. year for texas is reiner swanson the tight end out of laguna beach my question to you is the same one i posed to justin where does texas stand in this recruitment at this point
1: i I think texas is right there with oregon um and, and look if if He decides to go to BYU. He decides to go to BYU. But I don't know, based on his visits, he seems to be thinking bigger football to me than that. You don't sweep, make the Southeast sweep and go to Auburn and Georgia and Alabama and all these schools. Traditionally, if you're just going to stay back west and go to BYU, right? I mean, to me, there's something that he feels like he's the big time tight end recruit. Um, And I think Texas, look, he has family. I mean, it's not exactly near Austin. I think it's in Hillsborough, Texas, Um, but he has family in Texas. Uh, There is a connection in Texas for him. Uh, The question will be, is it Texas versus Oregon? Um, And and I'm not saying he won't go to BYU. This just doesn't strike you as one of those recruitments necessarily because he's just gone around the country to the top schools. Uh, To me, that's a different mindset.
0: Big time, big time player there for for the Longhorns. Great, the hand, great ball skills, uh, hands, Bobby. Ball skills. Yeah, natural. they they need a big time, big time tight end in this class too. We've we've bought, all three of us have talked about that need. Given what happened a year ago when they lost out on Deuce Robinson. Uh, all right, I, I want to say this. Uh, a week ago, the three of us went down each and every position and said, "Hey, this is what we think Texas is going to take this coming year or attempt to take." I tried to plot that against the number of scholarship play or against the number of official visits they have coming in, in the month of June. Okay. So if, if we remember our numbers from a week ago, uh, we took, we said they've got, they're going to take one quarterback. Well, they only have one quarterback committed. He's the only one that's scheduled for a visit in June. Two running backs are scheduled for visits. And we said they'd take one to two depending on the, who they were. Right. Um, six wide receivers have scheduled visits uh, we thought we thought they would take three to four and maybe have to take a one portal instead of a fourth high school guy. Tight end, they're bringing in two, not only Reiner Swanson, but Jordan Washington out of Langham Creek. We know him. Uh, defensive lineman, we said they would try to take four, Jerry and Justin. They're bringing in eight. At edge, they're bringing in four. We thought they would try to take two, with one of them having to be an elite pass rusher. Uh, on the on the offensive line, I forgot about this offensive line. They're bringing in seven. We said four to five uh, linebacker. They're going to take one to two. They're bringing in four at this point. Here's the big one for me, guys. We thought they were going to take four ish DBs. They're bringing in 11 yeah. at this point for official visits. Justin, what, what are your thoughts? Let me start with you and, and how those numbers kind of shake out versus what we think they're going to take overall.
2: I mean, you always have to have contingencies. And I think you, you see by some of the, the different weekends where players are separated, some are more prioritized than others. Not that ones are wanted more than ones and others. But at the same time, you know, you have to bring in more than you're going to take. I mean, I think there was a class Mac Brown took in the late 2000s that was like, I want to say he brought on 28 people on campus and he signed in like 22 or 23. I mean, those days are gone. At least at Texas, at least in the near future, Sark's going to bring in some guys that you know that that have already brought in you know scheduled, but and have already been to Austin. But there, it, it's going to be a way to to gauge the temperature on a lot of these guys, and 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 they're going to have to maneuver the board a little bit. They're always going to have more people come in than what they can take, especially when it comes to officials in June. But think about it from DB standpoint: you're looking at a class that we we talked about four, but they really could use. Two, maybe three corners. They really could use two safeties. Probably that's the number that's probably good considering what they took at this last class, especially adding Warren Roberson late and uh, the McDonald playing at nickel now. So I think the the DB numbers may go up just a little bit because 11 is a lot. And like Jerry had said, if a Wardell Mac towards the end of a cycle wants to jump into this class, he's very much going to do that. They're very much going to take him. And so you're always going to bring in more guys, Bobby, that you have spots there simply because you've got priorities A, B, and C. It's strategic, and I think Sark and those guys have proven over the last two years they have a pretty good handle on it uh, since it's moved to the, the the summertime to take these officials you know, years ago.
1: The two things stand out to me, Bobby. One, and I mentioned this in a story last week, the official visits are going to go up to 70. That's the number I'm hearing. So the 56 numbers gone. It's going to be 70. Since kids can take an unlimited amount of official visits, teams are going to use these official visits. Why would you not? I mean, last year, Texas brought in, I believe, 40 kids total for official visits. They already have, what, 47 scheduled right now. Jaden Jackson will be 48. And you know somebody else is going to pop up, maybe two more. They're going to use 50 official visits in June alone. And they already have um, – Nigel Smith schedules for September, then Brandon Baker, DeAndre Carter in the season, a couple of more fall visits. Uh, but I, so that's part one is the official visits are going to go from 56 to 70. So you're going to see these guys use more official visits since these kids can take unlimited official visits. You have to have some powers colleges too. So you better bring in two guys for each spot. Um, the other thing to me is when you're recruiting in the Southeast region, you better plan for that, right? You better plan to bring in two guys for every spot if you're recruiting in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Bottom line is you're going to have to recruit two or three of those guys to get one. That's the way the other schools operate that aren't named Georgia right now. That That's
0: what I was going to mention of this group and get your feedback on this, Jerry. The out-of-state impact. More than half these players are from out-of-state. Yeah. So you don't have that natural inclination for guys to stay closer to home you have to go out and recruit them to you um and that's got to have an impact on the overall numbers of how many you're bringing in
1: yeah it absolutely does i'll tell you what i'll, I'll tell you what's interesting to me bobby is so malik blocked in the defensive alignment out of pike road had told somebody within the on three network this weekend that he was going to officially visit texas 16th to 18th
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
1: Um, I put a note on the inside Texas, the board that he had scheduled that visit. Um, what I didn't do is uh, write a story about that. And the reason was I couldn't get a confirmation on that. And then come to find out that visit hasn't been locked in yet. Well, what does that tell you? That mean, That's a kid whose brother plays at Auburn, but he's not locked in to going to Auburn. Florida's bringing him in for an official. I think Tennessee may want to. Um, he's a really good player and – If Texas isn't bringing them in yet, that means they feel pretty good about some of these eight defensive linemen they're bringing in. I mean, you don't just take those guys and not schedule that official visit unless you're feeling good about some other guys. So I think that's something for Texas fans to know on that defensive line of those eight guys. Seven have officially released their official visit. Jaden Jackson at IMG. If he's not here on the 23rd through 25th, I'll be shocked. We said it about Micah Hudson, Justin, and I. I was saying it about Colin Simmons. Same thing with Jaden Jackson. If he's not – And and Austin, the 23rd through 25th, I'll be surprised. So that's eight guys. Texas feels pretty good about some of those guys, obviously.
0: This is interesting. I got another question for you two. Uh, And this is uh, just a numbers game that I'm playing here. You know, I would thought that they'd be bringing in, if they want to sign four to five offensive linemen, you think maybe they're going to bring in more than just seven guys, right? But Kyle Flood has, has typically done a pretty good job of narrowing that list and winnowing it to where he wants it to be pretty quickly. Um, and think about it. Five offensive linemen play at a, at the same time. Well, nowadays, five defensive backs play at the same time. Yeah. So if he's taking five def- offensive linemen a year, it's not unheard of to take five defensive backs a year. Right. And, and I will say the only thing different there is there's a little bit longer to bake in the oven if you're an offensive lineman, right? To really get ready versus that a defensive back where it's maybe one year as a DB, one and a half years. Offensive line could be two or three years before they're really ready to go.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think the other part of that in this class, just this class, is Brandon Baker, DeAndre Carter, fall decisions. Weston Davis, the offensive tackle from Beaumont United, maybe a fall decision. That's a kid, Texas, Kyle Flood went down there in May and really liked him on the second go-round, kind of like they did with Makai Saina. Um, so, and look, Bennett Warren may not decide this summer. He may take it to the fall. So there's three, four other guys for Texas on the offensive line that right now are looking at fall decisions. Or I think that that number, definitely Baker and Carter, if they were saying we're going to announce in August, then they'd be officially visiting now, but those guys are going to take it to the fall. Uh, so I do think Texas is sitting on an offensive line number of about 10 or 11 guys. It's just that some of those recruitments are going to go into the fall. But the interesting part about that is. If you look at the five offensive linemen coming in uh, June 23rd through 25th, that's Daniel Cruz, Makai Saina, Nair Daniels, Daniel Calhoun, Ori Williams. Ori Williams may be the longest shot of those right now. So they're in a pretty good spot for four of those. Daniel Calhoun, we'll see if he actually leaves Georgia. Um, But not every kid stays home in Georgia. Like, not every kid stays home in Texas. So um, we'll see. I mean, if they knock out three of those guys – Then they have a couple of the guys, like I'm telling you, watch out for Eugene Brooks on the 16th to 18th. Again, spring evaluation. They go out and see him in May. Love him. Only official visit he had set up when he set it up. Talking about Eugene Brooks from Sierra Canyon, 6'4", 340-pound guard that fits the large human profile. But, I mean, they could be sitting at four commitments then have one spot left for the fall. I think it's interesting, guys, uh, because I'm I'm sitting here looking at at this, and – we're
0: trying to you know, figure out exactly how they're going to work, make the numbers work and, and whatnot. But the long story short, they still got a lot of recruiting to do in June. And I, I want to go and ask Justin this question. Justin, uh, beyond this class of 2024, there's a bunch of 25s and 26s coming in this week for the elite camp. Can you highlight just a couple of names for folks uh, to give them to whet their appetite a little bit for who they should be really looking for this coming weekend? Uh, that either already have a scholarship offer or that Texas may be on the
2: cusp of offering? This elite camp has really looked, it's, it's like a de facto junior camp, junior day, except you get to see them on the field and now the staff gets to evaluate these guys and now the staff gets to see them in person. Devin Sanchez from North Shore, that's the number one player in the state. That dude being on campus is going to be absolutely huge. Jerry's gone to see him a dozen times. He's definitely uh, one of the best of the country for a reason. I think him getting on campus is big. A Tiger Ridden uh, running back out of DeSoto, I think getting him on campus is going to be big as well. Uh, You know, Tashar Choice extended the offer, I believe it was about March or April, uh, and and, and Ridden looks outstanding. Uh, But overall, it's just going to, they're going to be able to see guys that they may not have seen as much, and they can do more evaluating. Sark plays the long game. I think we've learned that in this in this last two cycles. He'll play the long game with these guys. A Michael Riles is a guy you want to see in person right now in, in early June and how he competes when it's hot. That's a guy you want to evaluate at that point. Uh, a Dion DeBlanc, wide receiver out of North Shore, that's going to be on campus. You know, pure speed kid. That you know, it can, is he going to be a guy that can be a priority? And so there's a number of them that you know it's going to be a really good camp. Uh, Jerry posted a list, I think the last list of it a few days ago. but um and then 2026, Traderian Ball out of Texas High an offer to him would not surprise me 511 and a half, about 185. Um, it looks like one of those old big big style East Texas running backs. I know they're in the mix uh, that he was supposed to come down and visit during the spring game. He couldn't make it. He's going to hit an SMU camp now. And so he's tech, Texas is looking at him as well. There's a, there's a lot of guys that are going to be there on Saturday that it's going to look kind of like a junior day, uh, so to speak. But the good part is Sark and those guys get to see him compete.
0: Jerry, you have any comments on this coming up, Junior Junior Day type thing?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's huge for the kids coming to Austin. Look, some of the kids have been before; they've been to camps, they may have even been to one of the Junior Days, but for some of these kids, it's their first time to work out, shake hands, and like be personable with Steve Sarkeesian. Right, and that is huge for these kids. The first impression can get you a scholarship sometimes if they're choosing between two guys. Um, so I, I, think that's something I'm really looking at. You know, you look at a kid like Max Granville from Fort Bend Christian, um, whose dad played for the Houston Oilers back in the day. He's a kid that Texas offered here later in, in the spring evaluation period. He's going to be at the elite camp. Well, I guarantee you, this is going to be Steve Sarkeesian's first real look at him. So if that guy comes out there and blows the doors off and testing and in the camp, you know, these kids have an opportunity right now. It's one thing to be offered. It's another thing to go do it in front of the head coach, right, Bobby and and Justin. So these kids that haven't done it have a great opportunity in front of them this weekend. You bring up
0: personality. I want to stay with you, Jerry, here. Um, I saw a video of Peyton Kirkland, Kirkland, a a video interview with him. So articulate, young man out of uh, Orlando, Florida, Uh, and it would be hard for me as a coach to see a guy that's as big as he is and moves as well as he is, and then talk to him and not offer him a scholarship.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Because here's the thing, Bobby. If you watch Peyton, see Peyton Kirkland had the he had the ankle injuries junior year, the broken ankle, lower leg, and I'm not sure honestly the tape was as good as you think it would have been. Right? As junior and senior, he wasn't maybe as aggressive of a finisher as you would ideally like. But because you got to meet the kid, because you got to build that relationship with him, you said, okay, he's a fit in our program. And, and, and all right, Kyle Flood, now it's your job to go get it out of him, right? This is a guy we want to be part of this program. Now let's go see what he does with it when he has an opportunity. And um, and I think that's always, you know, I, I, it's it's not collecting talent, still building a team. I know when you look at recruiting rankings, uh, it may not seem like it, but it still is on some level. I mean, you know, Urban Meyer at the end of Florida didn't have the right guys. He had a lot of talent, but that wasn't the team, right? He had better teams before when he had the leadership and, and, and the locker room where he wanted it. And I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm just saying highly ranked recruiting classes that didn't have that same culture, that didn't have those same fits, did not win on the same level. Um, so it, it's always interesting, and I think that's one thing that uh, – uh sark and these guys if they get over this hump this year and they win 10 11 games they got to be true to how they got there i think that's going to be huge moving forward jerry say thanks to our sponsor if you don't mind yeah yeah and absolutely chase yarborough of goosehead insurance uh he's our newest sponsor uh thank you to chase yarborough there are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from but chase and his team have vetted the very best they select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise all across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase Yarborough at goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. Thank you very much to Chase for uh, sponsoring the recruiting breakdown. I want to finish this up. I want to finish this
0: up, get Justin and Jerry on the record on this. Uh, We're sitting Uh here. It's May 30th. Texas is getting ready to go into the month of June. They've got three commitments on the board right now. How many do they emerge from the month of June with?
2: Justin, you go first. The month of June, they will have one and a half commitments. I'm going to be at one and a half commitments. For the month of June. But I have a parlay. <laughs> they will have as many as three to four additional commitments the first two to three weeks of July. So in June, I have 1.5. That that that's my that's gonna be my odds. But with the caveat that July 1st through July 15th, 16th, maybe even the 20th,
1: expect three or four of that range. Train starts moving. Jerry? Yeah, so I think they have three, but I'm not sure Hunter Moden will be in that. So I'm going with two. Um, they have 11 DBs not counting him visiting. That should say tells people something right there. Um, so they have – let's say they start at two. I think they'll be at five by the end of June, maybe, five, maybe six. Um, and I, I bypassed July – I think they're gonna be at 16-17 commitments by the first game of the season. Okay, way. let me rephrase.
2: Now, was the question with the additional recruits? The yeah, articles? additional.
0: I, I, no, Jerry, you you guys both answered the question. Jerry okay. just summed up uh the fact that he started he's starting at the number two. He says Cause cause I wasn't one saying one.
2: Texas is losing guys. Yeah, I, I am losing <laughs> one. Jerry is you think they'll lose <laughs> modern. Okay, I get
0: okay. it. Uh, yeah, I but didn't. here's the point is. Texas is at three and Jerry thinks they're going to add three in some, which way they may lose one. Okay. Then he says they will be at 16, 17 by this time, uh, the season rolls around just, you're a little bit different. You're saying that they're at their number. Now you're saying one and a half plus
2: four. Uh, if I, if I'm not three studying. or four through July, and then August, another potentially two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different
0: than you guys. I'm gonna go five in the month of June. I think they're gonna have big weekends. I they, I mean, the, those offensive linemen fell like dominoes last year, guys. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be surprised for something like that. Maybe not the same guy. I, mean, I just don't know. Same position, but what have you? I think Sark does a good job when he gets those guys on campus, and Texas, at some level, does sell itself uh, yeah. as well. Uh, I hope they get up to around fifteen. Uh, to 17
1: before uh, the season starts as well. Well, if they did, it's a busy if, summer, Bobby. Ooh. Look, if if they're not at 15, 17 commitments, that means they didn't have a good June because 75, 80 percent of these guys are going to be committed before their senior season starts. So just run the numbers there, and that means they didn't hit on a lot enough guys. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we're
0: looking at right now. Yeah. I mean that that is truly what we're looking at. All right, for Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of Inside Texas, uh, this has been this week's recruiting breakdown. Uh, We appreciate you guys and uh, hook them.